Hey guys, welcome back to the Growing Christ Podcast. I am your host, Shadora Foy, and today we are on chapter 26, and I encourage you all to grab your pencils, pens, Bibles, and all that fun crafty stuff, and let's dive in with verse 1. As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Verse 2 says, Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. And alight means to settle in a way. It means like um, birds descending from the air or like settling. And so you can read it, that second part of verse 2 as saying, So a curse without cause shall not settle. Like if you put a curse on someone without a cause, it's not going to settle down at some point. You know, you're not really going to get past it and get over it. And that's kind of what I got from that verse. And then in verse three, it said a whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey and a rod for the fool's back. Verse four says, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Verse five says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Verse six says, he who sends a messenger by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Verse 7 says, Like the legs of the lame that hang limp is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Verse 8 says, Like one who binds a stone in a sling is he who gives honor to a fool. Verse 9 says, Like a thorn that goes inside, I'm sorry, goes into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Verse 10 says, the great God who formed all things gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. Verse 11 says, as a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Verse 12 says, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. So in verse 12, it's saying that there is more hope for somebody who is just always foolish. You know, they're always talking foolish and like nonsense, if you will. There is more hope for somebody who talks a lot of stuff and talks out the side of their neck and they know that they just talk out the side of their neck versus somebody who's actually just talking a whole bunch of foolishness but wants to be looked at as wise because of it, who puts themselves in a position where they're some teacher or some higher up and they're making themselves wise in their own eyes. You know, there is more hope for a fool, for somebody who's just talking nonsense because that's what they do versus somebody who is just thinking and seeing themselves as a wise person, no matter what, you know, unrealistic statements that they make. And then verse 13 says, the slothful man says, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. Verse 14 says, as a door turns on its hinges, so does the slothful turn on his bed. Verse 15 says, the slothful man buries his hand in the bow. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. Verse 16 says, the sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Verse 17 says, He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel, not his own, is like one who takes a dog by the ears. So we have to make sure, I know that in this generation with social media, all the reality TV shows, like 
the internet, everything is so accessible. So it's so easy to be in people's business all the time. I mean, honestly, to me, even the news is distorted in our generation with it's more of gossiping and talking about how they feel than it is about the actual news, you know, and we, even though it's so easy, because, you know, back then, they didn't have the television, they didn't have um, social media and different things like that, so it was going out of their way to be nosy, but in this generation, it's still the same thing, you know, so you just need to be mindful of, like, who you follow on Instagram, Snapchat, all that other stuff, and just who, um, what shows you watch and what reality shows that you are watching and you have to think about why you are doing it you know because one time I was just going going in a place where I was like oh my gosh I have so many people on my Instagram and I know none of them but I watch their page all the time I watch their snapchat stories I don't even know these people like why am I even doing this like why do I even have them as um, a person that I'm following. So we just have to make sure that we're not always meddling in quarrels. And it's so, it's so easily accessible now. You know, it's, it's easy to be in everybody's business, especially now because everybody wants their business to be out there. You know, it's different. Like, you know, you would pass by and meddle in a quarrel, not your own, just passing by on the street and hearing something, and then you're like, oh, wow, that seems interesting, versus, like, loving hip-hop popping on the TV, and there's so much drama going on, and now you're sucked into watching that, you know? So we just have to make sure that even though the times are different, this Bible, this word still rings true, and we have to make sure that we're protecting ourselves. So sometimes there are certain shows and certain people and even certain things that, that seem good. I mean, at some point, you might want to just turn off the news the way that they just talk about certain things. So some things we are going to have to separate ourselves from because we are a set-apart people. We are still supposed to listen to this word no matter how much the generations have changed. And then in verse 18 it says, Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death. Verse 19 is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. So, you know what? I owe... <laughs> I had to realize this for myself. I have, um, I'm going to say I have, hopefully I'm praying for this person's deliverance, but I have someone in my life who is always doing that. Like they'll, they'll talk crazy to me and they'll say like really rude things. And then at the end of it, they'll say that I was only joking. And if you're going that far to hurt somebody, you can't just wrap it up with I was only joking because you're not, you know, you're trying to deceive your neighbor because you shouldn't even said it like there is a there is a certain point where a joke is not a joke anymore, you know, where it really hits hard. And it's not about because so many people say, well, oh, it's about your emotions. Like if I if I call my friends stupid, you know, it's about how they take it. But I didn't mean it like that. But some things are just about what you say. It's not about your emotions. It's not about your feelings, but it's about how you want to be respected, how you want to be treated. If you tell somebody that you don't like when they do that, 
Yet they still do it and they put, I was joking at the end. It's like, that wasn't funny. You know, you can tell that joke to somebody else because that, that wasn't funny to me. That actually hurt. And sometimes people like to talk crazy to you. And this is something that I figured out through my own um, tests and trials. Like certain people will like to talk crazy to you and then put the I was only joking at the end of it. So they can just, they can talk all out the side of their neck and say whatever they want to you. And then at the end of it, when they put I was only joking, now it's a joke. Now if you come back with something and if you come back and say, well, I didn't like what you said, they're going to. They're going to target you as if you're saying that out of emotion or as you're taking the joke too seriously. But you have to recognize that what is a joke and what isn't a joke. You know, you can't just speak all crazy to somebody and say I was joking. You know, you can't be mean to somebody and say that you were joking. That's that's not okay. You know, you, you should have more respect for other people than that. And if you have a person in your life, I would just say to tell them, you know, that you don't like that. You know, you, you are not going to put that little safe word, those safe words, if you will. I was only joking at the end of it after you done said what you wanted to say to me. That's not how that's going to play out. And if you are that person, you have to realize that you, when you say things, you might be speaking over somebody's life. There is life, there's the power of life and death in the tongue. And a few chapters ago, we had learned that, that there's life and death in the tongue. And if you say, I was only joking, that word has already manifested in the atmosphere. If you say, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. Oh, and then you say, oh, well, I was only joking. That, that word only meant, that word has already manifested in the atmosphere those those demons that come against those people because demons are real and demons do come against people they may not come like chucky and annabelle but they do come against people and it is real and there is a spiritual world so when you say call somebody stupid and those demons are constantly talking to them and putting them down and you say i was only joking that doesn't that doesn't those words don't tear up those demons assignment when you say i was only joking those demons don't stop talking to that person about how they're stupid no they keep on going they keep on going and then guess what more demons jump on the bandwagon because they're like okay so now you're being too sensitive because they were just playing you're taking it to heart you need to stop being so sensitive like we have sensitivity for a reason. We are to be, we are people to be respected. Every person, whether you're a Christian or not, respect is something that people should have. And we got to learn how to respect each other and to just treat each other and treat each other how we want to be treated and also take their feelings into consideration and even deeper than that take their life into consideration like i said before there is a lot the power of life and death in the tongue so when you call somebody dumb when you when you say oh you're never gonna be anything oh i was just joking that word has still been entered into the atmosphere so you you're speaking death to that person and you you can't just I was only joking does not curse death 
You know, I was only joking does not stop death's assignment and then put life into the situation. So we have to make sure that we are careful about what we say to other people because our words will manifest, especially in this year. and the year of 2020, we have to be so mindful of what we say to each other and to ourselves and into our atmosphere and our communities. We have to be mindful of what we say because we will, we, things will manifest itself. So, you know, if you do this a lot, if you're the person who says, I was only joking a lot, you got to think about what you're saying, you know, because if, if you even have to say, I was only joking, it, it probably wasn't a good joke. You know, if you have to express the fact that you were only joking, it's like, it's like a paper. Um, at school, we were writing narrative papers and, my teacher, she was like, at the end of your narrative paper, you don't have to say, well, the moral of the story is, no, they should have already gotten the moral of the story in your paper. That's the same thing with joking. If you're joking, they should have already got that it was a joke. So if there's a shadow of a doubt that it was not a joke, it's probably not appropriate to say into somebody's life or to someone. So you, if you ever have to express the fact that you were only joking, then it's not a joke to say. If they don't get it, if they don't get it, if you at the end of that paper, if you got to say the moral of the story is, you know, it probably wasn't that good of a paper, you know, they should have already got it. So that's just something that we have to be mindful of. And even when people talk to us, sometimes we have to, even if they do wrap it up with that, I was only joking. Sometimes you have to burst their bubble and say, that wasn't funny. It, it was not a funny joke. And I would appreciate it if you don't say anything like that to me again. We have to burst their bubble because some people... As it says, as it said before, some people choose to be wise in their own eyes. So you, you gotta burst their bubbles sometimes. There are certain people that they won't stop until they get their little bubble bursted. So you just gotta, and even if it's in front of a crowd, if they will say something rude to you in front of a crowd, you can correct them and rebuke them in front of a crowd. You can say, that wasn't funny. Please don't say that to me again. You know, you can do that. And then in verse 20, it says, where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tail bearer, strife ceases. So that we learn that tail bearer is like a gossiper or somebody that likes to like talk about other people. And so where there is no person like trying to talk and manipulate and always gossip, strife ceases. And that's a good word for like us because sometimes we may have issues in our lives and always having strife and different things, but we have to learn the people to kind of be cordial with. Even if they're our friends, if they're our family, like there there will come a time. God, Jesus said, leave everything behind and take up your cross and follow me. So there, this that wasn't just Bible days because Jesus was alive and a walking man that they had to, you know, leave leave where they were at and follow Jesus wherever he went on the earth. You know, that that wasn't just because of that place where he was because he was a a human man walking on the earth. No, that rings true today. There are certain family members that we cannot take with us, you know, because then they're tail bearers. 
and they bring strife and it's not strife. God said that he wants to give us a life and have it more abundantly. And that more abundantly does not consist of strife. You know, it does not consist of talebearers. It doesn't consist of the foolish. It doesn't consist of the scoffers. So we have to make sure that we are sometimes cutting off those people so strife can cease. You know, and if we are those people, we have to make sure that we're stopping our gossiping because we don't know what strife we're causing in somebody's life. We we don't know how that damages somebody, you know, because sometimes people have been lied upon, have been gossiped on, and they, they may take their own life. Some people like these school shootings that are going on. Some of them have been lied upon and talked on and they're sick of it and they don't they don't have Jesus Christ. See, for us or for the Christians listening, we know God. You know, so we we don't have no place to gossip because we never know. We could be that one person that that one kid is looking at and they're like, well, I would have thought better of them. They know Jesus, but now the Christians hate me. You know, I might as well just end it all because now the Christians don't even like me and they're supposed to be all about love and all about giving and all about welcoming. But they, they were talking about me and I know they go to church, so there must not be anything for me. You never know. So you have to make sure and even when you're around that person, you have to make sure that you don't even associate with that person. Like in the last uh, few chapters, a few chapters back, we were talking about being ambassadors of the kingdom. You have to represent the kingdom and you have to represent it well. If you're sitting amongst talebearers, if you're sitting amongst the foolish, people are going to think you to be foolish too. Because you, if you weren't foolish you wouldn't be able to stand them because we know how God hates evil. A lying tongue is an abomination to God. So anything that God hates, we should hate, you know, and that's where, um, going back to where I said that some people, we just have to be cordial with. We can't always sit next to them in the family reunion. You know, we can't always sit next to those people at lunch because we just have to be cordial with them. We can't really get close to them because then then we'll be, we'll be distorted and we will get contaminated. Either our spirits are going to get pulled or their spirits are going to get pulled. So we have to make sure that we're in the place that no matter what situation, you know, no matter where I'm at, the desert, the wilderness, you know, no matter where I'm at, I'm still going to be guilty being an ambassador of the kingdom. I'm still going to be guilty being a representative of the kingdom of God. So we have to make sure that we are doing that, that we are cutting those tail bearers off. Not necessarily, you don't have to give them a long paper of, I can't talk to you anymore. I'm a Christian. I can't, I can't sit next to you. I can't, I can't really look at you. We can't hang out no more. No, but you just have to be cordial. And if you, if you pray about it, trust me, it will happen how God won't make you, you know, just straightforward, go before them and just talk all about how you can't be with them and how and just judge them and put them down. No, but it will be situations to where if you if you pull yourself away, you know, either they're going to notice it and they're going to ask why. And you can tell them in a loving kindness way about how what they're doing and about how you guys are not you can't connect on that point 
You know, you can't connect right there. Y'all don't have common ground. See, you're a gossiper and I'm trying to bring people to Christ and I can't bring people to Christ if they think I'm gossiping about them. You know, you you can tell them that. Like, y'all, you don't have common ground in that area so I can't be as close to you as, because I'm changing now. You know, I, I've seen it. I've recognized it. I've accepted the rebuke and I'm going to repent and turn from it. So you can explain that when you back up or they're just going to show their true colors. And when you start backing up, they're going to start talking about you. And sometimes we we are going to be persecuted because just as Jesus Christ was persecuted, we are going to be persecuted. So when we start backing up, they may start talking about you. But you got to realize that's not a good friend. That's not a good family member. You know, that's not a good associate. That's not a good person, you know, if they, if you back up and then they start talking about you and that's also a sign of like manipulation because I have, I have witnessed people who are so loving or so head over heels about a person and they love them and they would do, they would move the moon and the stars for them. But as soon as they start backing away from them then they start talking trash on them and that's not somebody that you ever want to be in a relationship with you know no matter what relationship that you have whether it be a friendship family even even a boyfriend girlfriend relationship no matter what relationship that you have if you leave it if they leave it and then you start talking bad about them y'all never had a real relationship y'all never had a real connection Y'all, you were just being nice because you got what you wanted. Or they were just being friendly because they got what they wanted. So we should be thankful for that. That when we start backing away. And that's really why God wants us to back away. Because when we're so so like close to those people, we're not we're not helping them. You know, when we're so in their face and they're just loving us and they're just we never see their true colors we never see where we need to pray for their deliverance you know but when we start to back away when we start to get closer to the kingdom and far away you know then we start to see that stuff and that's why certain people you're supposed to leave everything behind and take up your cross and walk with God. Not just because God is like I just want you to myself. No, but just because you you can't be so close to a person and close to them where they can manipulate you to not see the things that you need to pray for. Because there are demons that when people do, when people have sins, there are demons behind those sins. So when people are wicked and they know that you're a Christian, that even though that person may not know, them demons know, you know, and they're going to fake. They're going to tell those people to fake like like they're all buddy buddy with you like they're all good with you because they those demons don't want to be casted out those those demons don't want you to see them and pray for them no they're trying to they're trying to be cordial with you because they're like oh no i like this vessel i i like the potential of the vessel that i'm in i like i like keeping this person angry so if i got to if i got to stop talking to him for a quick hot second while this while this christian girl around while this christian boy around i'll do that and then when they leave, when they leave, I'll I'll start talking to them about anger again. I'll start bringing up their past again. I'll start making them feel down again. But no, while these Christians are around, we we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna keep it on the down low. So you have to make sure that when when you back away, 
When you're backing away, you get to see the full picture and you get to pray for those people. So it is a blessing to back away. And then verse 21 says, As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Verse 22 says, The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. So we have to know that the gossip is tasty. You know, sometimes gossip is really good and it's easy to get sucked into gossip it's easy to listen to somebody gossip about people for a hot second you know it's easy to turn on the tv and watch those reality shows and watch their drama it's easy to do that it's easy to hear people talk about how they feel about a certain situation that has nothing to do with them that's easy it's tasty and it goes down into the inmost body it goes deep you know it's something that you're in tuned in it's not something like boring you know but it's something that you are actually attracted to i mean reality shows are based on nothing but people just gossiping about their lives and about their situations you know that's what certain things are um those talk shows when all they talk about how they feel about certain situations and i'm not saying that they're all bad and all the topics are bad i'm just saying like those things people want it if the, if people didn't want it it wouldn't be on tv you know if people didn't want it there'd be no such thing as social media But gossip is tasty to us. And that's why we have to cut it off at the source. You know, we know you you like listening to your friends talk about other people. You like listening to your family members talk about other people. That's something that you're drawn to. And that's why you have to cut it off. You have to be like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, we can't can't talk about this. Nope, I don't want to talk about this. I'm still struggling because there's certain people in my life who are still, um gossiping and talking about other people and I me personally I'm still struggling on not to I'm I'm getting better with not feeding into it but I'm still struggling on how to truly reject it and how to truly like stop it at the source because I feel just as bad listening to it as the same as if I was adding more of my info to it I just feel really bad just even allowing my ears to hear it because it's tasty and I don't I don't want it to be tasty to my spirit you know I don't want to get that that taste of it I don't I don't want it anymore so I have to I'm still praying and asking God to help me to the point where I can like stop somebody in their tracks and be like er let's not let's not talk about this person let's just pray for them because in my own personal life I have tried to keep a motto of either I'm going to pray for this person or I'm going to talk to them directly either you know and that's that's how I believe to handle your business if you see something wrong with a person either you pray for them or you talk to them directly that's just that's either or you know you see them you see them maybe sinning either you going to tell them hey are you okay? What's going on? I saw that you did this. I think you're acting a little out of character. Do you need prayer? Do you need this? Like either you're going to talk to them and deal with them directly or you're going to talk to God about it, you know? And that's something that I've been doing, trying to think of to help me to not gossip. It's just like, you know, asking myself, okay, if I truly want to gossip, 
I need to gossip with God. You know, if I really want to talk about somebody, let God be my gossip partner. You know, let let me call God on the phone and be like, God, did you see this person? She needs healing. You know, if I need to like talk to God about it instead of talking to my friends who may not pray, who may jump on the bandwagon and start talking about that person versus God, he's going to heal that person. You know, he's going to do something so many times we talk to people who can't do anything. You know, if I saw somebody walking into a party and I tell my friends, what are they going to do? You know, what can they do? So when you tell people stuff, you have to think about what are they going to do? When I give them this information, what are they going to do with it? How, how, can, how can they help, you know, this situation? You know, so you have to think maybe you want God. If you're struggling with gossiping, you just say, God, you're my gossip partner now. Every time I want to talk about somebody, I'm going to I'm going to tell you, you know, so that way. And then God will change the way that you talk. I guarantee that God will change the way that you talk about people. Maybe you first start out and you're like, God, did you see what this person had on? Oh, my gosh, they they did not look together. Maybe you start out like that. But then God starts to change your heart and make you a true intercessor. Maybe God will do something in you and change your heart. So now every time you see somebody and you feel like gossiping, you'll just talk to your your gossip partner, God. And you're like, God, oh my gosh, I just pray that that woman gets some new clothes. God, I pray that she is blessed. I pray that her household is blessed. I pray that she can experience the wealth of God, Lord God. I pray that you come into her life. You never know. And that's something that I've been trying to do is God um, make me an intercessor. It's been prophesied over my life that I would be an intercessor. And so I'm trying to make God my gossiping partner. You know, I'm trying to like talk to God about people so I can intercede for them and so I can pray into their lives. So that is something that I really encourage. If you are a true gossiper, you know, if you just really like talking about people, you should make God your gossip partner. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, maybe you'll start out, like I said, maybe you'll be like, what does this person have on? God, do you see this? Like, maybe you'll start out like that. But I guarantee you that God will make you such a great intercessor when it's all said and done. You know, God's going to change the way that you pray. God's going to change the way that you talk about people and you're there's going to be certain things that just come into your heart to pray for people as soon as you see people god i pray that they're they're getting a home-cooked meal when they get home god i i just pray that you're touching their lives and touching their household lord god make their household a stable place for them to live in lord god i pray that they have somewhere to sleep tonight lord i pray that you allow them to get all the groceries that they need lord god all the clothes that they need lord you will be such a great intercessor if you just make God your gossiping partner. If you truly love to gossip, just try it. And I guarantee you that God will make you such a great intercessor. And then um, at verse 23, it says, Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. Verse 24 says, he who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. So we should never hate, you know, that's not something to do. Now we can hate evil, but you got to understand hate and evil is not hating a person. 
You know, God never hates a person. Though he says that um, a lying tongue is an abomination to God and it's something that he hates, he doesn't hate that person. No, he hates the, the lying tongue. He hates the fact that they lie. That's, that's what he hates. So we have to learn to hate what God hates, but we can't, we don't need to hate everything. You know, we don't need to have hate for people in our hearts, hate for things in our heart. And what keeps me from hating? Cause sometimes, um, I will say I hate and hate is such a strong word. And I'd be like, okay, can I do without it? So if I, if I am in a car and I say, I hate this car. Okay. What, what if God was like, okay, so, so you can do without it. So you don't want a car, you know, and God just snapped his finger and took my car away. And then, you know, what, what would I do? You know, if I said, oh, I hate my shoes and God snapped his finger and my shoes were gone, you know, so we have to think about what we hate. Now it's okay to say that you dislike. And you know, when you, when you don't like something, let's, 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 let's connect our faith with God's promises. Let's just like learn to be, um, to, cause we can't just stop at the dislike, you know, and I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm trying to get my words together, but we can't just stop at, I dislike this, but let's, let's really tap into using the great God that we serve. And that's something that God's been dealing with me with too, is just y using God. God is like, I'm a mighty God. I am alpha and omega. I'm the king of all kings. But do you, do you exercise my greatness? God was talking to me one day and he was like, you call me all these great names, yet you don't, you don't let me be that in your life. You, you call me this and you praise me for it, but you don't think I want to, you know, hold up to my title. Like, you know, you don't think I want to earn that title. So we have to make sure that we're using God. So when, when we say, let's say I said, I don't like my shoes, God. I believe you to bless me with some new shoes. God, I don't like this car. I'm believing you to bless me with a new car. God, I, I don't like the clothes that I'm wearing. I believe you to bless me with some new clothes. I, I don't, I don't like my family. You know, I don't like my family members sometime, Lord. I pray that you bless them to get delivered from their sins. God, sometimes I, I don't like my mom. I pray that you bless our relationship and that you allow us to get closer and allow me to gain some understanding and some respect for her. That's what we got to do. Versus saying, I hate, I hate, I hate. Because guess what? Every time that we say, I hate, I try and think about, okay, can I do without it? If I say, I hate my mom, what if she was gone? Would I be okay with that? Would I be glad about that? I, I, I hate going to school. What if, what if I couldn't go to school? What if I couldn't get an education? Would I be okay with that? Like, you know, so every time that you say you hate, you have to make sure that you can do without it. And, you know, we can do without a lying tongue. You know, it says a talebearer, um, when, where there is no talebearer, strife ceases. So we can, we can do without strife. We, we can do without s gossip. We can do without a gossiping tongue. We, we can do without the enemy. We can do without anger. We we can do without those things. You know, we can do without somebody who is always trying to speak death. You know, we can do without that talk that talking of death. We can do without um those people who are always trying to destroy us. We can do without those things. But can you do without a car? 
You know, that's the only car that you have. Can you do without your shoes? Can you do without your family? Can you do without your friends? Can you do without yourself? Because, you know, I was at a place where I was like, God, I just hate myself. And I would just get so angry. But then I was like, but could I do without myself? <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> and there's a purpose that God had called me for. And I have to, you know, suck it up. Now I can say, God, I, I don't like it when I make mistakes, but I'm, I'm believing you to bless me in spite of my mistakes, Lord God. I'm believing you that where I am weak, you, your strength will work at the fullness. So Lord, I'm asking you to take over. Make me more of you and less of me, Lord God, cause I, I don't like Shadora sometimes. I don't, I don't like the things that I do. I don't like the things that I say sometimes. I don't like my actions, but Lord, I need you to change those. I need, I need you to change me, God. I need you to make me more like you. You know, I need you to make me more like the purpose that you have called me to walk in. So, yes, we just got to make sure that we're taking it that step further. And every time we say that we don't like something, just adding a prayer to it. God, I, I don't like waking up early for school, but I pray that you be my strength today and you just allow me to wake up and smell the roses and have a blessed day in spite of. You know, we have to make sure that every every dislike that we have, we add a prayer to it because God says that he can call things to be as they are not so. So we have to we have to connect our faith with that promise. And every time we dislike something, we got to add a prayer to it because God had given us that promise and we're going to milk that promise. You know, God doesn't give us a promise for it to be like a trophy on the shelf and like, look at what my God can do. Look at my what my God can do. But I never I never put him to the test to do it. It's like having a an action figure that can walk on the stairs and that can talk and that can do all this fun stuff. But you just, you just leave it in the box and you're just showing people what the box says it can do, but you, you never seen it do it. You know, you've never took it out of the box. You've never tested it. You've never played with it. It doesn't give you the joy that it's supposed to give you, but you're like, look at this toy. Look at what it can do, but you, you never used it. And that's, God is not some toy that we just put on the shelf and keep it in the box and be like, oh my gosh, look at, look at, look at the God that I serve. He's such a mighty God. He's such a great God, yet I'm struggling. You know, he's such a mighty God, yet my emotions aren't stable. He's, he's such a helper, yet I'm, I'm still struggling. He's a counselor, but sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, thinking straight, you know, so we have to make sure that we are using God. Because he is a God that wants to be used. He is a God that wants to show up in our lives. Verse 25 says, when he speaks kindly, do not believe him. For there are seven abominations in his heart. So we have to make sure that we know those deceitful people. Those people who hate. There are going to be people who hate us. And as my apostle says, the enemy doesn't have to have a reason to hate us. He just hates us. And there's going to be some people that just hate us just because. And they will they will talk nice to us. They'll be friendly with us sometimes. But like I said before, those demons don't want to show themselves. Those demons want you to get comfortable first. Because see, if you see them right offhand, you're going to be like, nope, you're going to back up. And you're going to start seeing them for who they are. And you're going to start praying deliverance. And you're going to start casting out those demons. But no, those demons want you to get comfortable. Because then once you're comfortable, and then once you're like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit comfortable, then they can strike you. 
been they can harm you, you know, but you have to make sure that, and it's not about having trust issues, it's not about when somebody's nice to you, and you be like, okay, you know, it's, some people be like, oh my gosh, why are you so mean, have you ever seen those movies where they were cordial with a person, you know, that person was super nice, but yet they were cordial with them, and then their friends or their family was like, oh my gosh, you should treat them nicer, they're trying, they're different, they really have changed, and then they start getting comfortable, and then they see that person's true colors. God gives us discernment, he gives us the gift of discernment, so some people, we just gotta be cordial with, no matter how friendly, no matter how nice they are, we just gotta be cordial, we just have to keep it at a high and a buy. You know, we just have to keep it at small talk. I can't give you any information about me. Though you speak kindly, thank you. I'll, I'll be nice, but I'm not finna be all buddy-buddy with you. We can be cordial, though, because you you hate me, you know? And I'm not going to allow you to be able to do without me. Because when they hate you, that means that they're saying, I could do without you. And those demons will tell them, well, you you can make that happen. You You can make them disappear. You can ruin their reputation and get them out of your life. You know, you you can kill them. You can speak against them. You can put a curse on them. You know, that, so you have to not be buddy-buddy with the people that hate you. And then verse 26 says, Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the whole congregation. So their wickedness is going to be revealed at some point in time. You know, God will not have us be ignorant. At some point in time, their wickedness will be revealed. And it will be revealed before the congregation. Have you ever seen, and this is another um, um, scenario of movies and shows where that person is all nice and they're deceitful to that person. Yet, other people see how wicked they are. And they're trying to tell that one person, hey, this person does all this. And they're like, no, they're kind and this, that, and other. Their wickedness is going to be shown before the whole congregation. So you you have to hold on to that. Because sometimes you may be in a place where you get all buddy-buddy with the one that hates you. And you may be distracted by those demons. You know, you you may they may be trying to show the good side. You know, though they don't have one, you know, they may be trying to show their, um, their deceitful side and show how, quote unquote, how kind they are. But you have to, sometimes you're going to be in a place where you have to take that wise counsel. You know, you have to be in a place where you accept that wise counsel because sometimes you're, you're going to have scales over your eyes in certain situations, but you got to know they're, they're looking at it from a different viewpoint. They're looking at it differently. I've got scales over my eyes. I'm in the situation, but they're they're looking at the whole picture, you know. They're so you have to make sure that you are taking other people's counsel and surrounding yourself around wise counsel so that when at some point you have the scales over your eyes, you can say, "Well, I know I have scales over my eyes, but I still believe this person and my wise counsel." So in verse 27, it says, whoever digs a pit will fall into it. And he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. So never dig pits for other people. Never try and roll a stone and open up somebody's grave, if you will, for another person. You know, like, do not do that. 
Do not dig a grave for another person because you'll you'll be liable to fall into that same grave. You know, that same grave that you dug for somebody else, you'll be liable to fall into it. And that's not just saying, you know, I'm sure you all know, but that's not just saying literally, but that is saying, you know, even when you talk, when you gossip on somebody, don't don't dig their grave. You're digging a grave for their reputation. You're digging a grave for um who they are as a person. And guess what? That will come right back to you cuz once everybody figures out that that's a lie and they figure out who first spread it, now your reputation is ruined. 10 times worse than what their reputation how their reputation would have been ruined. So you you'll get it back tenfold. You know, you'll get it back worse than how they would have got it because God said that you know, he will protect the righteous. You know, he's he's going to protect the righteous. He's going to protect their name. If they walk blameless before him, he's going to protect them. So it's going to come back to you. So you have to make sure that you're not digging graves for other people. And that where it said, I was only joking. You got to make sure that you're not doing that because that is also digging grave. What you said before just dug them a grave and guess what? You'll fall back into it. So you have to make sure that you're not doing that for others. And you have to make sure the people that you surround yourself with isn't doing that for you. And that's, I mean, if you all take nothing else, including myself, if we take nothing else from this um, um, chapter 26, I would just hope that we take that some people we just have to be cordial with. You know, we can't always be buddy-buddy. And that's something that I have been realizing for myself as well. Because um, I thank God for the scales being lifted off of my eyes to realize that certain people in my life I just have to be cordial with. I cannot be all friendly with. And sometimes it it hurts them, you know, but they they don't, even though it hurts them, they don't have no sense of change. And I'm not going to disrespect myself by sitting in front of you and letting you talk crazy to me and talk because these certain people will even go so far to talk about your beliefs and they're just gonna talk all about you and all about what you do and it's like no I, I respect myself more than that it comes a point where you have to respect yourself more than how other people respect you and then um in verse 28, it says, A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruins. So we have to make sure that we don't have a lying tongue, that we're not gossiping. And part of gossiping, part of a lying tongue is, I feel about a situation that you have nothing to do with, you know? So you may you may not be trying to lie. You, you may not be trying to go all left field but when you went let's say that there there was a i don't know like let's say that i read that there was a shooting at somebody's house and let's say that the cop was white and the dude was black and let's just say i i went and on social media i went to tell my friends and i was like well i feel like that cop was racist and i feel like that was a setup and i feel that he should go to prison for like years and years and years and i feel like he just has so much hate in his heart and i feel like that wasn't right and i feel like this and that and another and then you know even though i feel like that that's 
that's a lying tongue because I did I did I go up to that cop and say, well, well, what were you feeling? Are you are you racist? You know, does this what what was this? You know, what happened? You know, did I do that? No, I didn't do that. Or let's let's just say that some people were dating in my school. And I'm like, oh, well, I feel I feel like he shouldn't date her because she she's not all that good of a person. You know, she's really rude. And I know that she's been with like five guys in this one year. So I think, you know, he's not good for her and this, that and another. And I think that he shouldn't really date her. And I feel like that's not a good couple because I feel like they have nothing in common. You you could be lying. That could be a lying tongue because I don't know her and I don't know him. I, I it's none of my business who she's been with. It's none of my business, their love interest. It's none of my business, what they have in common. That can be a lying tongue right there. So when you are talking about situations, when you're talking about things, especially things that have nothing to do with you, you have to be mindful of, um, well, did I talk to this person? You know, I, I did not talk to that girl. I didn't talk to that boy. I, I didn't talk to that cop. I didn't know the boy that got shot. You know, it's none of my business. And though we are living in a generation where people try and make other people's drama their business, like, you know, with different things like that, and me just using the shooting or other people's relationships, I know, like, celebrities' relationships and different things, people have to realize that some things are none of their business. Yes, it hurts that we still have these police brutalities and these shootings and stuff, but it's... It's not really any of my business. It'd be different if I was saying, okay, guys, let's, let's figure out what the problem is. You know, let's, let's band together in our communities with, with the police officers who are in the communities, with the other, with the colored people, with everybody who is in our communities. And let's, let's group together and let's just do stuff positive in our communities and let's get to know one another, black and white, Mexican, Puerto Rican, all that stuff. Let's just get to know the people in our communities because guess what it's harder to shoot somebody when you know them when you when you go to tuesday night meeting with them every uh every week you know it's hard when you're eating cookies and punch at a conference with them it's hard to shoot them you know or with the with other people's business and stuff you gotta realize that's none of your business you know the the shootings yes i am a black female and some of those people who have gotten shot in those police brutalities were black. But that wasn't my brother. That wasn't my father. And I think it's so sad that so many people jump on it and they start these riots and they talk about how much they feel about the shootings. Yet that wasn't your brother. That family suffers the most. That family is suffering because, not because that man was black, but because he was a brother. Not because he was a black male, but because he was a father. Because he was a husband, a boyfriend. That's why they're grieving. It doesn't matter if he was white, blue, or pink. They would still be grieving because that was their brother. That was their father. That was their son. You're just grieving because of the color of his skin. You you don't have a right to do that, you know? And I know that, you know, some of you may be like, whoa, I mean, I'm not dealing with these situations. But I'm, I'm just saying for all situations, this just ties in with the gossip and with everything. So many times in America, we make other people's situations our business. That's none of my business. 
I, I, my love and respect goes out to that person because I love them in life. Even though I don't know them, I love them through Jesus Christ, you know, and I will pray for them, but that stops there. I'm not going, I'm not going to act like, you know, that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so torn by this. No, because for me to be grieving only because of the color of his skin is not, it's not an, to me, it's not something that you should be grieving about because that's disrespectful to the family because you're starting riots. You're getting on social media talking about my brother being killed. And do you know him? You know, you're getting on social media talking about my father being killed. But do, do you did you know him? You know, it's like it is very a passion. It's a passionate subject to me, not because I like I said, I am a black female, but it's not passionate to me because of that. But if my brother died and it's months later and his face is the face of police brutality just because he's black, not even knowing the situation, but just because he's black, that that would make me upset and not just the face of police brutality like not just saying well okay we need to do something different because this happened but no just just a whole bunch of angry and contentious and foolish people getting together and making my brother my father you know my cousin my son the face of it no I would I would not stand for that. That has to be hard on those families. Some people don't want everybody to grieve with them. You know, some people do not want a whole bunch of people just to jump on the bandwagon just because of the color of their skin or just because they're sex. You you don't want that. It's not your business, you know, and we have to realize what is our business. And like I was saying before, we have to get to that place where we pray about all things. This world because we don't pray that's why we have the reality shows that's why we have so much gossip because people aren't praying they don't they don't take situations to god when you when you see the police brutality when you see a killing in general i mean these school shootings when you see that stuff you you should be praying you know, you shouldn't be on social media saying oh my gosh this is so horrible this is so sad something needs to change our prayers that's that's what needs to change. Our prayer life needs to change. You know, our recognition of God needs to change because God, the only one that can change it, because guess what? Those things are spiritual. Hate, hate is spiritual. Hate is not of the natural. You know, when you hate somebody, that's that's something that God can change. Nothing can change. I mean, if you think about it, racism is so stupid. And I say that with loving kindness. It is so stupid because how how do you hate a person for the color of their skin? That doesn't make any sense. That's like saying, because you got a tan yesterday, I hate you now. We can't be friends no more. I want to kill you now because you have a tan. That's That's dumb. That's foolishness. It's really dumb. And I'm not saying that because I'm black female, but I'm saying that because even if even black people who are have racism against white people, were, were you in slavery? You know, what did they do to you? And if they did something to you, you take it up with that person. It's not about the color of their skin. No, it's about that person. If if, if Tom did something to me, I don't hate white people. No, I, I'm, I'm going to be mad at Tom and I'm going to talk to Tom about what he did to me, you know, or I'm going to pray for Tom or I'm going to be cordial with Tom, but I'm not going to hate the whole race. So 
I just feel that we need to really learn how to pray. And back to what I was saying earlier, when you are a gossiper, when you when you are a gossiper, when you are somebody who always wants to go on social media, when you are a I feeler, when you are a I thinker, like I think this is what this is what should have happened. I feel like this wasn't right when you are that person. And when you are that person who always has to hop on social media, always has to comment on everybody's posts, always have to be on looking at the reality shows. If you are that person, make God your gossip partner. If you are that person, talk to God. If you are that person, say, God, um, this school shooting just happened. And I pray for that family. I pray for those people. I pray for this because I guarantee you God will make you an intercessor and God will, God will love you so much for it. He already loves you, but he will smile upon you for it. Cause so many people now in our generation, they see the school shootings and they get on the news and they talk about how they feel about it. They talk about what they think about it. They see the police brutality, yet they make riots. They fight hate with hate. But if somebody, if somebody, he was like, um, there was this verse in the Bible was that, that said, if my people would just humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear their prayers and I will heal their land. That is a promise that rings true to this day. So we have to humble ourselves. We have to seek his face. We have to pray. Pray that nothing is going to change unless we seek God. Nothing is going to change unless we pray. We see that the cops can't do it. We see that the school security cannot do it. We see that the government can't do it. Only God can do it. Only God. So I challenge you all to humble yourself and pray and seek his face. That's all, that's what God wants. He said, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal their land. He said, I will hear them and I will heal their land. We need a healing of our land. Like America, wherever you're at, but especially America and wherever you live, we need a healing of our land. So that verse, I want you guys, I challenge you guys to look up that verse and to read it and to connect your faith with that verse. And I even challenge myself to do that right now and to pray. I'm, I was thinking about ending this podcast with a prayer, but I think I'm going to leave you to pray. I'm going to leave you to seek his face because he didn't say if my person will humble themselves and pray. No, he said, if my people, you all are his people. You all are his people. I am even speaking to the one that has been listening to this podcast who may not be a Christian. You are his people because that's why you're here. He is calling you to be his child. He is calling you to be his people. You are his people. So I'm going to end this podcast and I pray that you all were blessed for it. I'm from it. I'm sorry. I know that I was, and I was so excited, <laughs> and I am so pumped right now, but that's just what God does to me. God gets me pumped, and I just really love him, and I pray that you all do too, and you all just grow in your relationship with God. So yes, connect your faith with God's promise, and I'm going to leave you all with that, and have a blessed day, and remember to humble yourself and pray. 
and seek his face. That is a true challenge. If y'all have not followed any other challenge, I really do challenge you all with this one because this is going to shake and shift some things. I guarantee you it will. So I'm going to leave you all with that. And I love you all and goodbye.